There's lots of things we could do. We could revoke their permanent most favored nation status, a bad mistake that we made 20 years ago. We could team up with our allies and take back the very favorable financing terms they get from international financial institutions like the World Bank. We could take away visas from Chinese Communist Party members and their kids so they can't send their kids to American schools anymore. Uh, there's no end to the things we can do to make China pay for unleashing this plague, and we should start right now. Sean Rima, 9 till 11, News Talk 550, KTSA, and FM 1071. I concur. News Talk 550, KTSA, FM 1071. I'm Sean. Hi. How are you? Everybody having a good time? The phone lines are open, 210-599-5555. Um, I just, I'm going to open up the phone lines here. Just a very simple question right off the bat. Is the Vice President of the United States a jackass? Let me rephrase that. Let me be clear. Is the Vice President of the United States of America a jackass? I'd say that's a big Y-E-S. Uh, 210-599-5555. How embarrassing was that? <laughs> How embarrassing was that two days for this entire stinking country, man? And I haven't been a year of either. <laughs> you know, Jesus. I mean, you know what I mean? It's Lester Holt. Well, you know, God bless him. I... I the only time I really see Lester is on the ID channel, right? He's always, he, he uh, hosts, that's like his part-time gig, you know what I mean? He hosts these true crime uh, stories on the ID network, which I still uh, enjoy. My wife watches them a little too much. A little concerned that if I ever disappear, she'll ha- she'll know how to do it without leaving any, any evidence. Um, So Lester, you know, that's the only time I ever really see him. I don't watch network news anymore or CNN or any of that other crap. I, I just don't, but... God bless him. At least he, when asked, you know, are you going to the border? And, uh, you know, she's like, we've been to the border, which is kind of a cheeky way of saying the administration has been to the border, but, you know, avoiding the question of why her ass has been down at the border. And, and I, you know, and, and Jack was talking about this last night, and I agree with him. I, I don't really, it's really irrelevant whether she actually physically goes to the border or not. We all pretty much know why she's not. But when asked the question, you know, well, we've been to the border, I've been, and Lester Holt, you know, does something that's kind of rare these days, which offers up a follow-up question, uh, according to Journalism 101. Well, but you haven't been to the border. And her freaking response is this snotty, I haven't been to Europe. <laughs> you know, she might as well have freaking said, I haven't been to Mars either, Lester. And then she says, I don't understand the point that you're making. What? What do you mean you don't understand the point that he's making? Uh, she's an idiot. She's just an idiot. She's a moron. I know. I got a couple of liberal pukes out there who are listening. That's Sean. He's such a racist. He hates black women. Uh, you know, no, I don't hate her, and I don't hate black women. I strongly dislike morons, and I strongly dislike arrogant morons, to be honest with you. Arrogant morons are the worst morons because arrogant morons don't realize they are morons. I can handle a straight-up moron. You know what I mean, Chris? Like somebody who's just a moron and they kind of know it. You ever meet somebody like that? But when you're a freaking moron and you have no idea you're a moron, in fact, moreover, you believe you're actually quite intelligent. Oh, those are the worst morons in the world, man. Yeah, she went home and told her honky husband. 
<laughs> and then I said, and I haven't been to Europe. I guess I showed him. And in his mind, he's going, yeah, yeah, you sure did there, sweetheart. Yeah. My wife. Oh, God. Yeah, I'm just saying. I bet she gloated over that over the, over the dinner table, the vice presidential dinner table. Boy, wasn't that a zinger? <laughs> no, it wasn't. Uh, you know, it really wasn't much of a zinger there. Kamala it really kind of made you look like a dumbass. You know? Maybe that was something she was been holding up to say to her husband. <laughs> I've never been to Europe either. <laughs> and he can read that as, well, I guess I should probably pony up for a vacation and take her to Europe. Or or she's so stinking stupid, she really thought she was clever, and she's going to start using that on her husband in totally inappropriate situations, because that's, that's another thing morons do. Right. Uh, hey, babe, I thought maybe I'd order out some, uh, order some Chinese in. You want some Chinese? Well, I've never been to Europe. <laughs> you know I, I want to I hear what happens when you try to use that at your house, when you do things that annoy Siri. Like she comes out and says, you left the toilet seat up again. Yeah, says, yeah. Well, yeah, I've never been to Europe you either. Know, you know what, babe? I've never been to Europe. <laughs> what you got a, to say about that? I you hear know. that's how they handle their business in Europe. They just leave the seat up. Well, then I just disappear because of all the forensic files she watches. Yeah, that's true. End up under the parking lot at Fred's Fish Fry. I'm <laughs> kidding. What? End up buried in Europe. I've never been buried in Europe. <laughs> 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 oh, God. The vice president is an idiot. Oh, God. Uh, remember all the Dan Quayle jokes? Ooh, forget about it, man. Right. He's been to Europe. He's been to Europe. He was Einstein compared to this chick, man. Ooh, and I've never been to Europe, and I don't understand the point that you're making. That's the line I'm going to start using at home. How come, Mr. John, you never do this? She doesn't actually talk like this. How come, Mr. John, you never do the dishes? Hey, hey, I don't understand the point that you're making, okay? I've never been to Europe. Just see how that works for me. Back it up and get have a whole batch of cookies ready, too. Get some cookies with my face on it. Cookie? Cookie, babe. <laughs> and then comes the chonkla slap. And the red mark on my forehead. Uh, two in, the, in the shape of Europe. In the shape. Yeah. <laughs> he got a red mark in the shape of Italy on his forehead. <laughs> oh, God. That really was embarrassing, man. Anyway, uh, 210. If you, maybe you think she did a great job. I don't know. But call us up. 210. My question is the vice president a jackass? 210 <laughs> Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. No, I'm serious. You know, were you in? And see, and I, I guess what, what's even actually really insulting about it is like Trey and I were talking about. We do have, you know, we're, we're really suffering here in Texas with this, with this immigration crisis. I mean, it's really affecting us real world. Trey's right. I mean, this stuff is uh, is settling here in San Antonio. Uh, I, I think we all kind of know that at this point. And uh, uh, it's it's a real world issue, especially if you live down in the valley, and you live along the border. You know, you, you're you're not having a good time with all of these people coming in, escaping climate change in Guatemala. You know, it's 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 uh, it's screwing up people's property. People are are afraid for their safety uh, with this stuff. Uh, the the bad guys are are leeching into the country at a rate that uh, we've probably not seen before. And when you are the vice president of the United States and the a, another world leader, 
in this case, the president of Guatemala. Uh, you, you look him in the eyes, I said yesterday, and say, it's because of climate change, and we just got to make your country better. And he looks you in the eye and says, no, it's your fault. <laughs> you know, this, she's, I wonder if she said that to him, you know. Well, I don't understand your point. <laughs> I don't understand the point you're making. It's your fault. Well, you see, but that's a political game right there. What's because that? you mentioned earlier, you know, Lester Holt made the comment, and then, you know, he asked the question. And then, you know, Journalism 101 is you ask... Right. Another question in regards to the first one. But then she did, you know, politics 101 where she tried to turn it around on him. Yeah. Well, she I did. don't understand the point you're trying to make, which would, you know, and I would hope Lester Holt would stop and say, my point is, you haven't been to Mexico. <laughs> you haven't you know, been to Mexico. <laughs> because, you know, it, journalism 102 is well, don't relent from the question. Well, you it know? is, so, but he did relent. <laughs> yeah, he got the one go. follow-up, so you got to give him that. But yeah, She was trying to get him to stumble all over well, himself. She, she was that's probably she, what happened. She was trying to make him look like the bad guy, like he's trying to get her somehow. And and really, though, she just ended up looking stupid. I mean, she looked really moronic in that moment. 210-599-5555. Do you want a cookie? <laughs> Here's uh, Jimmy. <laughs> Jimmy, how you doing, man? I'm good. How are you? Not too bad. What are you thinking? So I just I was just watching Fox at my parents' house, uh, and this guy, uh, this guy's interviewing this lady that just came across the border. And said, "Why are you fleeing your country?" And her answer was, "Well, my husband was changing his tire, and a guy walked up and shot him right between the eyes." And I'm thinking, okay, so that cannot happen here. It's impossible to happen here. I mean, is that the reason you flee to America? I, I somehow doubt that. It, it, it's, it's that a, happens here in San Antonio almost every night right now. You know, I hate to say it. Yeah, it, it right? Thank God Kamala uh, just gave Mexico, what, uh, like $100 million to protect that and, and to stop all this problem? Yeah. How much was that border wall going to cost us? Not that much. Not quite that much, I don't believe. Yeah, I'm thinking about fifteen million. Anyway, um, well, and 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 look, the 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 more the richer, if you will, because as we we discussed this on Ware and Rhyme earlier, that the richer and the the more pro- pure profit that the cartels bring in just by moving people across the border strengthens their hold on their countries of origin. So, in a sense, by allowing this insane flow into this country, okay, you're not making Guatemala better. You're not making Mexico better. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's it's well, that's insane. That's not true. That's not. No, wait, that's not true. We are making Mexico better if we give them a hundred freaking million dollars. Well, yeah, but what I'm saying is that. Well, you're right, but where does that money go? You know, when you have a government that's pretty much already infiltrated by the bad guys, you're you're basically writing a, a, an additional check uh, uh, or giving the bad guys a bonus. You know, in a place like Mexico, but you know, and I appreciate the call, but it's just that, that, that you know, it, it's madness. It, it's madness. Uh, our governor, you know, has never even gotten a phone call from the vice president or the president, and you know, uh, uh, it, it's true. It's really not. It's really not about her physically going to the border. It's about them addressing the actual problem, which they are not doing because they want the actual problem. 
the actual problem of uh, of what's happening here is an attempt to change things politically or to achieve a political goal uh, in this country. And that's why, it, first off, that's why it happened. That's why they did this. That's why they rolled back these policies. And that's why they continue to allow it to happen because they think it's gonna they're gonna achieve something politically, which you know very they very very well may in time. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station, News Talk five fifty KTSA and FM one zero seven one. Yeah, News Talk five fifty KTSA FM one zero seven one. I'm Sean. Coming up, we're gonna talk about gay chicken sandwiches. Gay chicken sandwiches. Gay chicken sandwiches. That's coming up. Right now we're talking about Kamala and uh, and, and uh, the border and is she or is she not a jackass? Here, here's uh, Ken. How you doing, Ken? Hey, Sean. Hey. I, I have a quick answer. Yes, of course she's a jackass. But, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I think there's a... A strange thing that went on the other day when she was talking to Lester Holt that I don't understand the point you're trying to make. I think really, she, obviously, she understood he was making a point, and I think she was kicking him under the table like, hey, man, same team, same team. What are you doing? <laughs> In a sense, yeah. Bro, I look at her eye. I was like, are you asking me this question? You know, I think they're really genuinely, genuinely surprised when a journalist actually acts like a journalist. Mm-hmm. You yeah, know? That was the whole thing. I don't think she was prepared for it. She, no. She made it an ass of herself. She said, uh, I haven't been to Europe either. Uh, what did I just say? Oh, my gosh. That's national. Everybody just heard that. So she was that, flustered. And she said, wait, come on, man. Same team. That's, <laughs> and I tell you what, that is going to stick with her for the rest of her political career. That oh, one yeah, line sure is going to stick with her for the rest of her. She is never going to get rid of that. I don't think she has the depth of intellect to understand that. But that was a that was bad. That was a, when you know when you know what's going down the border. You know how bad it is. I mean, they're finding little kids abandoned with no food and water, right? In the middle right. of the night, it's bad. And you're making a joke about it. Ooh, oh, yeah. yeah. You thought that you know, potato thing trailed after bad. Dan Quayle? This is going to follow her forever, man. Yep. You know, it's almost going to follow. At least my family forever. Me and my wife. I'm, I'm going to use that just like you said. <laughs> I'm going to use that on her time to time. Which part of it? The Europe part or the other part? <laughs> Both of them. Both of them. <laughs> Honey, would you, would you please take out the trash? You know, I've never been to Europe. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand the point you're trying to make. I, I don't get the point you're trying to make, baby. <laughs> nice. All right, man. Thank you, brother. You know what I mean? I have. She knows I will, too. <laughs> Mr. Sean, you, you, Sean, you, you've been to the Circle K 84 times since payday, and that was three days ago. Yeah, well, I've never been to Europe. Something, <laughs> something tells me we'll know if you attempt it as well. I'll be blood, I'll be like bruised. My wife's dangerous, man. She's a dangerous chick. She's short, but she can kick my ass. And, uh, well, you know, I mean, just, just a little, uh, inside pool. Well, not inside pool. This is a true thing. I have a problem with convenience stores. I, 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 I spend a lot of money in convenience stores. I just, I have a thing. I don't go to the bars. I go to convenience stores. And my wife actually brings up, she's got something set. 
with one of our accounts where it shows her how many times I go to a convenience store. It's amazing, man. You've gone to the convenience store 34 times in two weeks. (laughs) I don't do that in two months. I was expecting at least a month for that. Dude, I go two and three times a day to the convenience. I got three convenience stores I go to now what at this you, point. Uh, I just mind. like being there. Never mind. I, I bought her a unicorn the other day. Wait, oh my God. Are, are you the guy standing in the corner with a Slurpee? Just, <laughs> yeah, just, just hanging People out. watching? Yeah, refilling his cup. Just hanging yeah. out. Get me some big red. Yeah. <laughs> Yelling out prices as people looking at them. Those are two bucks. <laughs> that guy. Hey, that milk's expired, dude. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I got a 21059. I just returned it. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, they're out of the Funyuns. Anyway. Um, I wouldn't go in there right now. No. Oh. <laughs> that's my great vice. Yeah. Well, I got many vices, but that's one of them. Anyway. Yeah. News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071, 939 on the Sean Show. I'm Sean. Got a new video up there on uh, KTSA.com. Yesterday was Cupcake Tuesday, Honey Bear. And uh, I, I went to Gigi's Cupcakes with my wife, with my funny little honey. And uh, they got a new flavor. It's called the Banana Split. And uh, you can see see my reactions, uh, my review of the banana split cupcake on the on the Sean Rima page, KTSA.com, Cupcake Tuesday. And uh, I'll probably do another video tonight or tomorrow. We'll see. Of some kind, of some kind, something weird in my bathroom. KTSA.com, the Sean Rima page. Um, well, you know, we talked about this on Where and Rima, and I want to bring this up because I, I, first off, there the are two things. I, I don't understand why people are so obsessed with freaking chicken sandwiches these days. Because everybody's going to have their chicken sandwich, right? You know, it's a, the, the, uh, everybody's got, you know, all the, all the, I guess all the, Popeye's has a chicken sandwich. Doesn't Whataburger have, like, a new chicken sandwich, I think? Burger King has a new chicken sandwich. And, uh, and the reason I bring it up, and I, I'm not adverse to chicken sandwiches, but, I'm just going to inform the marketing world out there. It's the same sandwich. You're all selling the same sandwich. It's a freaking fried patty of chicken with some pickles and mayonnaise. It's the same damn sandwich over and over again, okay? Probably one of the most boring sandwich creations ever produced by mankind. And it's also Pride Month, okay? Which, you know, I don't say all the stinking letters. L-G-B-T-Q-E-L-M-N-O-P. I, I just don't. It's Gay Pride Month. That's what it's always been. Uh, and so, you know, Burger King, Chick-fil-A, if you go to Chick-fil-A, it's because you hate gay people. Right? If you go to Chick-fil-A, you hate gay people. That's what the populist thinking is from the left, Okay. Uh, and, and so Burger King is celebrating Pride Month. And I got no problem with Pride Month. It's been around forever. Nothing wrong with that. You know? But this bugs me, and I'll tell you why here in a second. Maybe I didn't express myself as clearly as I should have earlier uh, on this particular topic. But Burger King has a new chicken sandwich called the Chiking. <laughs> That's what it's called, man. The Chiking. 
And uh, they got to make sure you know how stinking woke they are. So they tweeted, the king says LGBTQ plus rights. It says pickles and mayonnaise, okay? And then the tweet goes on. During Pride Month, parentheses, even on Sundays, <laughs> your chicken sandwich craving can do good. We are making a donation to HRC, whatever the hell that is. Human rights campaign, that's what it is. For every chicken sold, they got a little rainbow thing. And, you know, we, we talk about this, how everything has gone political, and that's true. Uh, you know, the rainbow lights, I don't care. Pride, uh, you know, I, 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 I've always supported gay rights, but I, it's not a cause of mine. I don't march in any parades. I don't sign any petitions. I treat gay people just like I treat everybody else. So I try to treat, try to treat people well. You know, I, I, I love gay people. They tend to be more interesting than straight people. But some of this is getting a little insane. Because here's the dealio, okay? And this is what I was trying to say earlier. A lot of this woke crap, first off, Burger King just wants to sell chicken sandwiches. It ain't got nothing to do with gay people. Burger King wants to sell more crap food is what they want to do. This is marketing, baby. This is marketing. This is staying one step ahead of the woke crowd so they can keep selling their stinky little whoppers. I'm just not a big fan of Burger King. I never have been. But, you know, the, the thing about Chick-fil-A, going after Chick-fil-A, is insipid. And I'll tell you why. Because, I, you know, I love Chick-fil-A, okay? If I want a freaking chicken sandwich, guess where I get it, Chris? I get it at Chick-fil-A, okay? I, do, I love Chick-fil-A, all right? So I, what am I supposed to do? I, I like gay people. Should I not eat a Chick-fil-A? That's kind of the implication here. And that's where the politics and the wokefulness getting into everyday marketing is getting a little obnoxious to me, okay? It's just a stinking chicken sandwich, all right? Now, I also like going to Chick-fil-A because it's Jesus food, all right? It's uh, Christians running that company. I'm kidding. Not really. I mean, I, I, it's a great company. Chick-fil-A is a great stinking company. They treat people well. Their service is amazing. Their food is phenomenal. And I, I hate the idea that whose chicken sandwich I eat means something about my worldview. If your worldview can be boiled down to freaking pickles and mayonnaise on a stinking chicken sandwich, okay, I, I'm going to make a judgment on you and say your worldview is a little thin and frail. If, if your worldview, if you have to express your politics by which freaking chicken sandwich you eat, Okay, I'm sorry. You might be a moron. Now, how, do you, how does that make you feel? It's chicken There's a chicken soldier. 210-599-5555. And, again, the, the other thing to remember, and it doesn't matter what company you're talking about, okay, if they go woke on you, it ain't got nothing to do with the people they're going woke on. All right? Like, Burger King doesn't give a crap more about gay people today than they did before this sinking campaign, okay? They worry about not getting targeted, and they worry about selling Whoppers. That's really what, at the end of the day, that's what it's all about. Selling freaking hamburgers, man. And boring-ass chicken sandwiches. That's why, Chris, when I go to, when I go to uh, Chick-fil-A, I get the spicy deluxe. 
I get the spicy deluxe, because uh, I'm fancy. I get the spicy deluxe uh, chicken sandwich because it's spicy and it's got extra crap on it. And you know why I get the the, the the chicken deluxe? Because chicken sandwiches with just pickles and mayonnaise is boring. It's the most boring sandwich in the world. It's like suddenly every fast food joint in America coming up with their own version of the saltine cracker. We've got a cracker. See, that's why he likes going to Chick-fil-A, because he's a white cracker, Jesus-loving weirdo. You know, I mean, come on, man. Hey, we've got better throat lozenges than anybody else. You know, I mean, it's it's, it's like trying to promote the most bar. It's like trying to promote. It's like if Burger King and McDonald's and freaking Popeyes all, all of a sudden came out with their own brand of porridge, right? You know, it, Try the Burger King porridge. We support gay rights with our porridge. The new lettuce sandwich. The new lettuce sandwich. <laughs> Arby's has a lettuce sandwich now, too. Oh, wait, Don would like that. Well, Don would love that. Yeah, the sandwich. And the porridge probably you wouldn't mind either. Right. Like, chunks, and chunks of chicken in it, you know, just porridge. <laughs> support gay rights with BK's new porridge bowl. You know. Well, I, you know, in reading the advertisement from Burger King, the the question remains, is it any good? Because really, and how much is it going to cost? That's all that matters. That's all that matters. How much does it cost, and does it taste like crap? That's all we want to know. <laughs> really, most people, 99.99% of the people who are going to go through the drive through window at your neighborhood Burger King, their number one concern is it cheap, and does it taste good? <laughs> That's it, man. Period. That's they it. don't care what you do with the money. Make Nobody cares. Food. You it, know, if if if, if you're if you if you want to support gay rights and you want to be active in it, then go out and and start a charity or because, start something to help people actually. Because you know here, what I mean? here's what's going to happen, as far as I can see. It's going to continue being all about the cause and less about the product. And eventually, they're going to be serving you a bucket of snails, and you won't even know. You won't care. Uh, well, that's what I mean. Eventually, yeah. the, the food's just going to suck, and, you know, it won't matter because you're, you're not actually getting food because you like it. You're getting food because of the cause you're supporting right. or whatever. Yeah. And you know what? At BK, you could buy our porridge on Sundays. <laughs> Try the Mick Gruel. <laughs> the you know, we're we're, we're getting there, man. Yeah, it's just going to end up being just a bunch. Uh, I'm waiting for the big, food. the big Soylent Green Wars. You know, Burger King and McDonald's and Chick Fil A. <laughs> we you have know. rice cakes. Chick Fil A will serve you know communion wafers. <laughs> Everybody else is doing you know <laughs> Soylent Green, <laughs> <laughs> and they'll hate him for that. You know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's you ridiculous. <laughs> it's Jesus food, man. Hey, uh, That's well, why yeah. I go there. Yeah. And I like the I like the taste of the spicy deluxe. Okay. Plus, you're only there for about two minutes, so I'm now. Well, well, that, well I don't ever. I'm never there because my wife and stepdaughter make the daily run to right. Chick Fil A. I see how it is. You're too busy at the convenience. Store. That's right. Okay. Hey, this is Scott Robbins, and you're listening to News Talk 550, KTSA, and FM 1071. Stay connected. And we're back, News Talk 550, KTSA. The Internet really is a strange place, isn't it? 
Yeah, because we, we always talk about, and I think we're, we're all beginning to experience this, right? The things that you merely are talking about in the conversation. You start seeing ads for this stuff, you know, on, on, on your social media or news feeds, thing, thingies there, you know? Are you experiencing that more and more? Because I am. Uh, I, I don't know why, but for whatever reasons, after you know a few years of a, of a break, if you will, I, I've rediscovered my love of U2 music. I, I've been listening to U2. Well, they've been my favorite band forever. And just this past weekend, my wife and I were rolling around town and running some errands, and I had a U2 mix in that I'd made, and I just, God, this, what a great band, you know? Not a big fan of the last couple of records, but, you know, they, <laughs> they put out a buttload of music. And Chris, right now, and I, I'm seeing all these U2 ads now on, on my news feed. Like I got a, I, I didn't realize this, but they've been a band for 45 years this year, 1976 to 2021, because I'm, I'm seeing an ad for a U2 shirt. You know, one of those cheesy sh- ads where it looks like the person is actually holding the shirt, but you know they're not actually. Like here's Bono holding up a U2 shirt. Take to buy a U2 shirt. The God I believe in this and shirt of cash, mister. So it's weird, but you know, I and I'm seeing I'm seeing ads for hats that I that I like the kinds of hats that I like to wear. I'm seeing ads for that stuff, but it's really odd. You know, I was talking smack about my wife a little while ago, murdering me. You know, uh, if uh, if I piss her off too much or whatever, because she does watch a lot of forensic files and true crime stuff, so she could probably pull it off, and there'd be no evidence. Nobody would ever suspect her. And I'm suddenly seeing ads for cremation services. <laughs> Dude, I just saw an ad for a cremation service, you know, and I'm like, what in the hell, man? Yeah. Well, like I told Trey earlier, my wife and I were talking about going to Canada later in the year. Right. You know, and uh, like within an hour or so on my Facebook feed, there were ads to things to do in Ontario. <laughs> in Ontario. You know? They were not even going to Ontario. They were going to hell? Brunswick, stupid Facebook. What's wrong with you? Hey, love. <laughs> Pay attention next hey, time. Pay attention, right. <laughs> hey, you guys want to test something out? Boobs. 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 Breasts. Boobs. All right, let's see what happens. Uh... <laughs> oh, wait, it's showing up Free on my... money. It's showing Free up money. On my phone. Look at Free that. money. What? It's showing up on my phone. You got phone, boob man. stuff showing yeah, up on yours. See, see how that works? Oh, I'm going to die. See, see how that works? Oh, you're going to need the... Your, your wife's going to need the cremation services. Died. It popped up. I'm like, am, am I going to freaking die? Is he, does, 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 like, does, does social media actually know when you're going to check out You know, before you actually do? It's well, kind of weird, yeah. man. It knows all three meals a day come from the convenience store, so it's so, just anticipating the worst, apparently. They're just, uh, it's the algorithm, man. Just let them let them down that, yeah. that alleyway there in my mind. It does right. have your GPS. Oh, these are strange damn times, aren't they? I've got all these ads for Slim Jim showing up on my news feed. I don't know Bobes, bikinis, bikinis and bobes. Let's see what happens. Uh, 210-599-5555. <laughs> I'm a ridiculous human being. Uh, we'll take a little breaky, breaky, breaky. Uh, and then we'll talk some more about some other stuff. Uh, uh, in fact, uh, you know, not being able to work if you're not vaccinated. That's coming up on News Talk 550 KTSA.
in large part the Tea Party was started um, because of Barack Obama. These, uh, you know, John McCain having to tell people, you know, that he was not a Muslim at and all of these things, you know, with the effigies of, of President Barack Obama or then Senator Barack Obama, who became president. So I think that the makings of this were it was all happening with the Republican Party. This is a progression. It has not been, um, I think it's been a slow progression in some ways, but Donald Trump certainly accelerated it. Sean Rima, 9 till 11, News Talk 550, KTSA, and FM 1071. No, Don, Donald Trump did not accelerate racism in America. He did not do that, nor did he accelerate it. Uh, News Talk 550, KTSA, FM 1071. How much that guy gets paid? Uh, accelerated? Uh, hour number two of the Sean Show, six minutes after ten. The phone lines are open, 210-599-5555. Um, well, yeah, it's the same tired argument. You know, that we, we heard from Obama last weekend on this, and, uh, you know, now we're hearing it from Don Lemon. It's, it's first, you know, Donald Trump somehow accelerated uh, and grew or expanded racism in America, which... I don't know if you can if you can show me how he did that. <laughs> if, you're, if you're listening and you can tell me how Donald Trump increased the level of racism in America, I'd love to hear it. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Meanwhile, and uh, I'm seeing this from uh, from the Daily Wire uh, that uh, that now we have a new report that uh, uh, Hunter Biden. Uh, has used, this is the headline, uh, Hunter Biden used anti-black racial slurs in multiple messages to, quote, white $845 per hour lawyer. Uh, and these are uh, uh, text exchanges from early 2019 with a corporate attorney. Uh, using, uh, saying things like true dat, D-A-T, N-word, you know, with the A at the end. And, you know, uh, look, it, it, and there's a m- bunch of other examples in the, uh, in the, uh, in the, uh, in the web, in the, in the article here, uh, where he's using the N-word. He, he's using the, he's using the A ending form of that word. Um, you know, I, as far as Joe Biden, you know, is he a racist? Yeah, he's a racist. He's always been a racist. I, (laughs) when I worked and lived in Delaware, everybody knew Joe Biden was a racist. Delaware, Southern Delaware, and I know I, I, I doubt very seriously any of my friends from that area are listening right now, but Southern Delaware, you know, you could run into some pretty racist folks down there. I mean, I, I, um, probably heard more anti black jokes. And slurs in Southern Delaware than any other place I've ever lived, honestly, because I, I don't believe racism is systemic. I believe uh, that racism is geographic. It's regional. Depends on where you are. And Joe Biden uh, hails from a part of the country that is uh, has got some old school racism uh, there, sort of uh, as an undercurrent everywhere you go. And so, do I believe Joe Biden is a, is a racist? Well, absolutely, I do. Do, do I think that Hunter Biden was trying to be racist the way he's talking to his expensive lawyer, who apparently is a white guy? No, he, he's trying to appear like he's got some street cred, like he's hip. <laughs> you know. 
Are you my blank? You know, that kind of thing. And it's it just, it, 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 it's not, I don't know that it's straight up racist. It, it's just, it's just kind of pathetic and, and nerdy. Like, it's Hunter, you're, you're, you're just not cool, man. <laughs> He's my blank. Oh, stop. Just stop, man. This is from the uh, the uh, the infamous laptop. Or no, I guess it wasn't uh, from the laptop. I don't know. They got these texts from somewhere. But you know what I mean? He's just trying to be cool and, and make him sound make himself sound, you know, much cooler than he actually is. Because he's not very cool. He's not a very cool guy at all. Uh two two one zero five nine nine fifty five. Not that that's cool, I'm just saying. Here's Alex. Alex, how you doing? I'm uh Hey. <laughs> Hey. Hey. Okay. Okay. Let's, let's get our history straight now. So ever since the Civil War, actually prior to the Civil War, the Democrats have been the racists in the room. Pretty much. They have been, still are. Okay. Even as, as you know, Joe Biden was and Hillary Clinton were cheering Congressman Senator Byrd, <laughs> a grand legal of the Ku Klux Klan. Right. Okay. Right. Now here's my real question now. All these woke leftist idiots, okay, that keep telling us all about how there's systemic racism. Why don't you look at the elephant in the room? It's your party that foments all the hate, all the violence, all the racism. Everything they accuse conservatives of being, they are. Okay? But they, you hear crickets right. from these people. You, you and uh, uh, Trey had a story the other day. This girl, she was on some show, I can't remember what show, and she was the, she was awarded some deal at a dance. And then she apologized for winning the award. Oh. even part of this organization. Right. Because she's white or something like that, right? I think Trey yeah, was talking about exactly. that, right? Why, why in the hell, first of all, why the hell would you apologize to anybody? Well, I, I what's, like that. I mean, there there is a system of racism that is being constructed before your very eyes, and it it really is an anti-white thing. And if you're a white guy and you say that, they've worked it in a sense so that if you're white, no matter what you say, you're a racist. So yeah. me bringing up me saying that they are trying to construct an institute a, a systemically racist. Uh, establishment, it, they are, but it's against white people. And if a white guy says that, well, I'm a racist for saying it. So you, you, it's kind of like the old, do you still beat your wife question? You know, there's really no proper way to answer it because every answer you offer, any try to, a, any insight you try to offer into that conversation, you're, you're just instantly a racist anyway. So it's pointless to even say stuff, but there is a system of racism being constructed right before your very eyes. They're giving subsidies to farm. Farmers, black and, and brown farmers, and white people need not apply. I mean, it, that that's institutional systemic racism. Yes, and it's the wedge that they're using to drive between everybody. Oh, yeah. Black. Look at this Asian thing. I heard this oh, stupid freaking commercial last night about, oh, this hate against Asians and how, how the, the numbers have increased exponentially. There was a 100 crimes against Asians last year. Hmm. So what they used was the number. So since it went to 160 right. last year, oh, my God, there yeah. is this. We, know, we've got an anti-Asian crisis going on right now, right? I got, I got to run, man, but I, I appreciate the go. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Well, it, it's, 
Um, you, if, if you want to take the whole damn farm over, if you want to run America, and you want one side of things to run everything, which is, I believe, what's going on, fascist in nature, um, you need people pitted against each other as much as possible. Uh, and I think that's what we're seeing. Now, I think we were kind of already on that road with our obsession with social media, which kind of divides people and, and has made politics itself very, very personal. But you really need people suspicious of each other. You need people, you know, working against each other, resenting each other. And the idea, you know, is pretty classic. It's, it's a way of replacing actual human communities and, 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 and relationships frankly with the government you know <laughs> and and i think that's really what's at play here and that you you have one side of the aisle that cannot believe still cannot believe that donald trump was the president for 4 years they they still cannot grasp that he actually got elected president and that he actually like was effective as a president in 4 years all right which is observably true. And uh, so, man, they, they want to shore this thing up so ain't nobody like that ever get into office again. The same people telling you, get over it, he lost. <laughs> right. Right. And they're still reporting on him. Stink of Don Lemon can't shut up about Trump, man. He can't shut up about Trump. Yeah, and these were the same people that when Trump, oh, he, he, you know, get over it, he lost. Well, with the last election, get over it. It's like, well, why don't you, man? Insurrection. Insurrection. He caused an insurrection. Racism. You know, it's like when somebody accuses you of being something that they're worse at, you know, that that's like they're really like messed up in the head over, but somehow you are, you know, it's like, oh, stop. 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. Naked people on bikes coming up next. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. We'll take a little break. Hey, this is David Van Camp. Stay connected with News Talk five fifty KTSA and FM one zero seven one on Facebook, Twitter, and online at KTSA.com. <laughs> That's Sean Show News Talk five fifty KTSA. Yeah, we'll get the naked hippies here in a second, but inches <laughs> suddenly smell cheese and patchouli. Uh, the image of naked hippies in your head. Naked hippies on the way. But we just realized something, and I, I, I feel like a schmuck, first off, uh, for, because of this. First off, I learned, you know, Facebook memories, you know, you, you, you reminded us. Of, today, it was 10 years ago today that I sat behind, well, I, I went on the air at KTSA for the first time. Very first time. 10 years ago today. And I was working, I was doing the morning show in Austin, uh, same company. And, uh, they asked me to fill in for the four to seven guy at that time. Uh, so I did the morning show and then I, I, from Austin, I did the four to seven show here. It was the first time I'd ever been on KTSA. All right. Now, <laughs> Chris is, I posted this like, Hey, it's 10 years today. Go today that I, that I, you know. I went on the air, and Chris, being Chris, posts or comments, wish I was there. And I'm thinking, 
Oh, it must have been Don Cooper. It must have, Chris must not have. I, I, I didn't remember because I didn't interact with the producer. I didn't have any on. I just, you know, and, and, and <laughs> Chris was here. It was, this was, <laughs> this was the first time Chris and I had ever actually worked together. Right. We have now officially been working together for 10 years. Yeah. He was there. He was being funny. And because I'm gullible, you know, I said, oh, I guess you weren't. I, uh, uh. But, you know, I, I didn't. Well, it's funny. Even the, the call screener at the time, Drew, Drew. commented, I wish I was too. <laughs> they're, and they're, they're, they're mocking me, just like they always well, did. But, I mean, I, I, I just didn't, I because I, I didn't talk to you, right? Well, I mean, can you hear me? Yes. I okay, that, that's it. That was it, right? So I didn't have any audio. or You know, I'm not a big audio guy, so it was just, you know, can you hear me? Yeah, okay. Hot mic. Hot mic. So I feel bad because I, this is actually the, our our ten year anniversary of working together. Well, you know, at this point, I would like to give Chris the opportunity to share his recollections of that day. And what Who's were, this a hole? <laughs> well, it was kind of funny because I, I noticed in my memories it posted. Uh, I just posted, "Glad that's over." <laughs> Glad that's over. <laughs> Some jerk from Austin. <laughs> I posted in the evening. You're like a quarter after seven. Glad that's See, over. Quarter, Fifteen minutes after the show. Glad that's over. <laughs> See how you are. <laughs> and now you suck with me, Glasgow. Right. For the rest of your singing career, it's going to be me. I used to tell them that on the old days. Like, it's just, you're stuck with me. You're never going to be rid of me. <laughs> See, anyway. I would hear that in the morning when you would dial in from home. I guess you were talking to Syria. What's how? <laughs> See how you are. But, but you know, there's in relation to that when they first moved me to the to do anchoring for your afternoon show back. Oh in, yeah, you know, seven eight years yeah. ago. Um, they said, okay, we're going to have you anchor during Rima's show every day from now on. I said, oh, okay. And the last thing Bill O'Neill said to me as he shut the door was, "Good luck." And, <laughs> <laughs> and well, I think why well, I think I opened the door after the first half hour and screamed, "Why didn't you warn me?" <laughs> so I do things a little differently, admittedly. Right. But yeah, because you've been here, you got here a couple of years after me. After it'll I started, eight right? year, it'll be eight years in September. Yeah, two years. So yeah. yeah. Wow, man. Whew, that went fast, didn't it? Did it not? Right. Scared Liz away, made room for Don. Yeah. I did. <laughs> Poor Liz. <laughs> she had enough. She was so happy when you got, when, you know, she could stop being on my show. I love Liz. Don't get me wrong. She, we're great friends, but I mean, I'm sure she was a little relieved. Because well, you know, every day I would say to her, today's going to be the day, Liz. I ruin your career. You know? <laughs> your award-winning career is going down the toilet today, Liz. That's why she worked so hard. She had to make up all the ground that she lost, but after she was paired <laughs> up with years, you. Two years she was right. on my show. Yeah. Oh, my God. Right. And that was something else they said. when they, You know, we'll put you with Rima. And I'm like, okay. And they said, well, you've got nothing to lose. So <laughs> <laughs> Liz has a 30-year hey, illustrious you know, reputation. Liz is a legacy in this town. <laughs> just some jackass from Maine. <laughs> some lobster-eating weirdo. Get in there. Deal with Rima. Good luck. Good. They actually said that good luck. Yeah, good luck. <sighs> He'll make a good punching bag. Oh, God. It's, it, looks, it looks like he can take it. Put him in there. Well, you know, I, and, and, and I said this earlier. It's true. You know, I, I, I moved around a lot. You, we both had I moved around a lot of, from a lot of stations before I got here. Right. 
And I'm really glad that this opportunity came up when it did, because I was able to recognize what a different kind of company and different kind of radio station this is. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, I, and this, you know, this is, I always got to tear up when I think about this in, in a sense, but that when I was still doing the show from Austin, and I think I'd, I'd been hired already. I don't remember. I, I, didn't I do the first few weeks from Austin still, I think? And, uh, it was my birthday. And they had a birthday thing in the lounge over there and had me on the phone. And I heard everybody in the company like wishing me a happy birthday and stuff. And it was, you know, it was a really, it was a really rough time for me personally. So, I mean, that was just icing on the cake. It was like, I want to work there forever. Yeah. You know, it, it's, it was similar for me when I first showed up. You know, September right. of 2013. It was, you know, I just, I'd gotten a divorce like a month earlier, two <laughs> right. months earlier, however long it was, and I didn't know anybody. Yeah. You know, so, and I walked in, and within the first day, I was, I knew everybody. Yeah. You know, it was wonderful. It was a very so, welcoming place. Yeah. It was not what I expected. I wasn't sure what I expected. I just didn't, I wasn't anticipating the, the, the outreach from everybody in the building. Yeah. You know, it, it was a, special. It, it was almost like they could smell somebody new in the building, and they all came, <laughs> they all came over and said hello. Well, and, know, so. and Sean was spoiled because the first time he actually worked in the building, it was for the Raul Humanities Radiothon. So oh, oh, my God, that's right. Everywhere. Thought it was a my first in-studio gig, right, was because uh, I continued to do the gig from Austin even after they, you know, they'd, they'd flip the station. That's right. Right. And so my first in-studio gig was the Jimenez Radiothon, and I didn't know anything about San Antonio, not really. And I'm like, what is this? I don't know what I'm doing here. I'm at the drawer, you're right. It's going to be this way every Friday, because I'm in. <laughs> and I, I didn't have a car at the time, because I also was going through a divorce when I got here, yeah. and I was driving the LeLay van from, <laughs> from from Austin. They let me borrow the van for like two months. So I'm driving the LeLay van around you know, San Antonio. Dudes are like waving at me on the street, like, "Hey, man, I love your music." You know, Any stickers? Love me sticker T-shirts. You know. <laughs> <laughs> what an adventure! What an adventure! But yeah, the, the ten years went fast, man. And uh, yeah, I, I'm pretty much done. I don't want to go anywhere else after this. I, I'll call bingo numbers if they can my ass. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go work for the Circle K and become an assistant man. I, I'm, You're there I'm all the time anyway. Well, well I'm just, you know, I, I have no desire to move anywhere or go anywhere anymore. I just don't. This is this is what I consider my home. So, Rock and roll, KTSA, I love you. And I love you too, Chris. I love you. You're a weirdo. And I love you too, Don. I love you both. Group hug. Two one zero. Hey, watch the hands. <laughs> hands above the waist. Two one zero. Oh, naked hippies coming up next. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. It's Sean on News Talk five fifty KTSA. And we're back. News Talk five fifty KTSA FM one zero seven one. I'm Sean. And uh, the phone lines are open, 210-599-5555, I'm just kind of, Chris and I were just talking about this, so I'm just seeing this story. And I don't know maybe if Don Morgan knows any more about this. Um, it's now kind of gone national. Chris, what did you say? Originally it was the New York Times? Or Washington Post? Washington Post. Washington Post. About a bakery in Texas. Have you heard about this? And the, uh, oh, the, the pride cookies yeah. in Lufkin, right. So what happened here? Well, they had they'd made some cookies in honor of Pride Month. Right. They're just, you know, sugar cookies with 
rainbows on ra- it. Rainbow right. icing on it. And right. There was there was a bit of a backlash from some people, and then they made note of it on their social media presence, and uh, there were lines of people around the block waiting to get in to actually buy the cookies in response to them. So. <laughs> They, Not exactly they, a chicken sandwich, is yeah, it? They kind of sold out of, uh, of what they had and they had to make another round. So, Well, you know, people feel very strongly about it. I mean, it's... Uh, Again, but, how do they taste? Are they, is, are the, <laughs> do the cookies taste good, man? Yeah. You know, I, you know what I think, honestly, and it's not going to happen because right, right now the transgendered thing has just muddied the waters on ever on this entire discussion. All right. And we're going to be talking about these kinds of stories throughout the whole month because it's Pride Month. But, you know, it, I've always said, uh, you know, straight people need to leave gay people alone. Gay people need to leave straight people alone and just live their lives. You know what I mean? It's, it's be in the world, man. Just be in the stinking world. You want a rainbow cookie, buy a rainbow cookie. You don't want a rainbow cookie, don't buy a rainbow cookie. Right. It's really that stinking simple. So originally there was a backlash. Right. But then when he posted about the backlash, then lines around show, the door. Overwhelming right. Overwhelming show of support from people who went in to buy several dozens it, at a time. So. You know what I think it is at the end of the day, honestly, and I, I, I believe this as far as, you know, the gay community, and I, I'm sorry, I don't do the letters. <laughs> I don't do the letters, man. Mm-hmm. The gay and lesbian community, it's, you know, uh, and straight people or, let's say, racism, white versus black, brown, whatever the hell, whatever the labels are right now. You know, Christians, non-Christians. I think most people are pretty cool with most people. Right. You know, I, I really don't think that we're as divided as as we are kind of led to believe mm-hmm. uh, uh, with with national media, national discussions. I think most people, as long as you're not screwing up my life, you know, not mine specifically, but I think, you know, most people are, are cool. Right. I mean, again, I think it's regional. I think it kind of depends on where you are in the country. Mm-hmm. But, you know, especially in San Antonio, man, I mean, we're, <laughs> we all pretty much get along. I mean, yeah, we got the odd drive-by shooting. But, you know, I mean, it, I'm not trying to diminish that. Don't, don't get me wrong. But we got a little edge to us and some violence going on right now. Mm-hmm. But generally, that's what I love about this town. In general, nobody gives a crap, man. I mean, <laughs> who cares if you're black or white or... Gay or straight, you know, I, I really don't think people care. It's one of those situations where it's uh, an example of there's room for everybody. Well, know? yeah, and, and you know, and and you have these instances that you mentioned. You uh, talked about a few moments ago. Anytime you have a city that's growing at this rate, you're bound yeah. to have these growing pains. Well, yeah, uh, and these things are are bound to happen, you know. But overall. Where else would you rather be? I overall, I don't think, and you've lived in other places. I do, I have right. never lived. In a more diverse town than San Antonio, let me culturally, you know, racially. Here's here's an example. I would much rather walk through downtown San Antonio at two o'clock in the morning than I would walk through Philadelphia at oh, two o'clock in the morning. Yeah, or, Any Bal- day of the or week. Baltimore, or Boston, Massachusetts. No, I, I've done that. <laughs> I would I feel much safer doing it here. I, than I, do, I have never been more terrified in my life than getting off a subway train at 2 in the morning in Chinatown in New York, which right. is a very dangerous place. It absolutely is, yeah. Uh, I've been downtown at 2 in the morning. I'm not saying we don't have you know neighborhoods that are kind of dicey or what have you. Every right. city does. Yeah. But I've never felt anything that other than comfort comfortable here. Mm-hmm. It's uh, coming here was like sliding into an old pair of jeans. It's like I was meant to be here, mm-hmm. 
and it is a truly diverse. We we have an incredible art art artist community. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. poets, uh, 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 painters, uh, uh, photographers. Uh, we have a, a, a pretty, a pretty decent theater community here. So, cause as an artsy fartsy guy, I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Uh, culturally very diverse. And I, I guess that's also where I get, I, I get almost offended when city leadership, you know, tries to make us out to be suffering from some crisis of racism or, you know, or, or we got to fight rate. We need an equity office in San Antonio to fight racial stuff. And I'm like, where is that going on in yeah. this town? You know, I don't see it. It's not that it doesn't happen. Nobody's that naive. But this is an extremely diverse town, as is. Well, uh, you know, that's what I fell in love with. It's almost as if you're taking the, t- the two smallest groups of people that have opposing opinions and putting them against each other. Yeah. You know, when I was a kid, I used to watch wrestling with my grandfather, and there was always that one match that had the little people in it. <laughs> right, right, right. You know, and it was just that one, you know, the only two little people they had, they put them in the ring. It <laughs> used to be. You used to watch that crap on TV. Yeah, it's kind of the same thing. You got the two smallest groups. Uh, you know, yeah. and, and just putting them head to head, and even though the the other mass majority of of folks kind of stay out of it. Yeah, yeah. I, I think most people, you know, and I, 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 and I'll say this to San Antonio. I think, and I think this is probably true more than we realize. Are not extremists. They don't have extreme views. They, you know, most people I think just want to get through their lives and right. and pay their bills and raise their kids or whatever it is that they're doing. And, uh, you know, again, as far as people you know, really having issues with each other, it kind of depends on where you are. Mm-hmm. Like you said, I, you couldn't pay me enough money right now to go walk through, ba- or, you know, work in Baltimore, work in D.C., New York City, L.A., no way, man. Right. But here, I love this town, man. So, you know, as far as the, the, the pride cookies, you know, I... <laughs> Hey, if you like a cookie with rainbow icing, more and power to more you. More power to you, man. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five. Have a couple for me. I'm on a diet. I would, <laughs> I would like to have a couple, but you I, know. I'd like to be on a diet, so <laughs> maybe get eat a few for me as you well. Can, you can have mine. How's that? How's that? That sounds great. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Do most people are most people cool? <laughs> How do I put it? You know, I mean, are most people? Because yeah, what I encounter right now in my daily life, are not people who hate other people. I meet people who hate wokeness. I meet people who hate anti-Americanism. I meet people who are who are who don't like policy or something that is trending. But I, I don't meet people who are like Oh, I hate that bunch of people. Oh, I can't stand these people. You know, I mean, again, uh, you know, uh, you look at like the trans community, which is a tiny, 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 tiny community of people in the general population. Even in the gay community, it's a tiny, tiny subset of people. And I've met a few people over the years who were trans, and I didn't give a crap. That makes you happy. You know, and I think most people are like, I say, I don't hate trans, I don't hate dudes who want to wear dresses, but I, don't, I, I hate the fact that you think that, uh, that it's being, pre- your community is being presented as, I've got to use your pronoun. You should be able to compete against chicks and chick sports. And I said chick because I use that as a term of endearment and respect. That's the stuff people hate. Doesn't necessarily mean they hate people, you know. 
from these communities. 210-599-5555. Second break is Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. San Antonio's news, <laughs> traffic, and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA. Here's Tom. Tom, how you doing, man? Pretty good, Sean. How you doing? With a day in paradise, brother. What are you thinking? It is. It is. You know, we've got all these people, all these small amount of people telling everybody else just exactly what they can and can't do. Mm. Back in the day, that didn't happen. I mean, if there's a group of you out there and you had two or three come up and say, look, you guys are going to do this, 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 or you can't go worship this, or you can't do that, we'd look at them and say, what? <laughs> you know, what, what, what's what? wrong with you? Nowadays, everybody's listening to what one or two people saying out of a hundred. Well, you're right. And, and How does that work? A very small amount of people, no matter what you're, who you're, whether it's political or what have you, or, you know. Are, are trying to dictate to the rest of the country. Well, those very same that same group of people want to run the whole damn country and tell well, everybody what to do. I mean, so the, the, our our politicians are the ones that are are stirring all this up, and then yeah. you got the media that chimes in. It's almost like they're connected at the at the hip. <laughs> right, right, right. It's weird. Ah, uh, man, I, I appreciate yeah. the call. Thank you, thank you so much. There, uh, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you very much. Well, I I, I want to get to the uh, naked hippies on the bikes and. Uh, in Philadelphia, we mentioned Philadelphia just a few minutes ago. I, I, Philadelphia is a weird town. It's streets are very narrow and I, I always felt kind of claustrophobic in Philly, but Philly every year has a naked bike ride where, uh, hippies, mostly largely liberals, people you don't really want to see naked anyway. You ever notice that, that it's rare that you want to see a liberal naked? Well, they do a naked bike ride. They all hop on their bikes with their sweaty asses, and they ride around on dead speeds. <laughs> the word chafing keeps coming to my mind, you know. But this year, it's called the mask edition because they can be naked, but they want to make city officials want to make sure that they're wearing masks. Now, you think about that for a second, okay? Just think about that for a moment. Just let that snuggle up in your, into your noggin. They're naked, but they have to wear masks while they're riding on 10 speeds. You know, I, I don't know that COVID would be my biggest fear, you know, uh, na- riding a 10-speed naked around, around Philadelphia. I think the crossbar would be my uh, my biggest fear, honestly. Wouldn't you feel kind of stupid? I mean, I, I'd feel kind of stupid being naked on a bike anyway. That's another thing about liberal idiots is that they think everybody wants to see them naked, even though most of the time, no, we don't. Any and, idea what the point of all that is? I, is, it, is it to raise money for charity? Is it? I'm not sure. Simply an exhibition. Because they do the same. They do one in Colorado, too, I think in Boulder every year. And, boy, you really don't want to see those folks naked. Oh, you know, that, you know some hills there might be a little more challenging for the writer now gravity might play a bit more of a role <laughs> no i'm looking at the poster now it doesn't say anything it's just it's philly naked bike right it's something to do but they want philly naked with a mask bike ride 2021 
again, do I, I don't even really feel like I need to say anything. They're naked on a bike, but they have to wear a mask. They have to wear a mask. They're naked on a bike, but they have to wear a mask. Now, it, what the hell make, how does that make any freaking sense? You know, this sounds kind of stupid. I mean, you know, I mean, <laughs> first off, you're you're not you're on a bike, right? So you're not breathing in somebody else's oxygen. You're just cruising down the the road, you know, on a freaking bike. It's not likely you're going to catch COVID. Pneumonia, perhaps. Maybe pneumonia. <laughs> maybe a really butt kicking rash. Butt kicking. <laughs> you know. You're not going to get COVID. <laughs> you're, you're naked. You're going to wear a mask. I mean, I, I just, I, I would, that seems a little ridiculous to me, man. That's a little, uh, that's a little much, you know. It's just a, a little much to ask, I think. But you know what? They'll stink and do it. They'll do it because they're all a bunch of liberal idiots in Philly. Ed Rendell ran that city into the ground for years. He's a liberal idiot. They will. They, they, they will. They'll be naked hippies. And again, it's like nudists in general. They're just always the people you don't want to see naked. Like if Sofia Vergara wanted to go cruising down the uh, street, you know, naked on a 10-speed, well, that's something I'd pay attention to. <laughs> All right? I'm being totally honest with you. All right? All of a sudden, but your average them. naked Philadelphian liberal puke. No. <laughs> you don't want to see them, those people. Naked. They don't even have a cool name for the stupid event either. Philly naked. You know, they could have called it the Tor Sands Pants or something like that. You know, <laughs> the Tor Sands Pants. But no, Philly naked. Philly that's, naked. That's original. Because it's in Philadelphia and we're naked. Cop of Philly. <laughs> Cop of Philly. <laughs> Once again. Chris gets the line <laughs> yes. of the day prize. <laughs> the last two minutes, here he goes. Yeah. <laughs> Cop of Philly. Wear a mask. Mask up. <laughs> Where do I put it? Um, <laughs> in one sense, it's protective gear against COVID. In another, it's attractive underwear. Um, exotic, at least. All right, thank you, Chris. Happy 10-year anniversary, buddy. Thanks to Elaine Rodriguez and Don Morgan uh, and Trey Ware. Spread the love. Don't be a jerk. We'll see you in the morning. Bye.